Welcome to the Back Room of Politics, where today I'm talking to a former Mayor of Christchurch, a, a great Christchurch resident, a business entrepreneur, and someone who cares uh, deeply about our community down here, uh, Gary Moore. Gary uh, has taken a very strong position on the government's Three Waters proposals. Now, if you don't know about those, it's, you should find out, because they're pretty interesting, to say the least. Some call it a complete asset grab, uh, others say it's the best thing since sliced bread. I'm a little bit in the camp of this is a huge uh, take of assets off local communities and a, a massive uneven spread of equity in infrastructure paid for by ratepayers over a number of years toward ratepayers who haven't paid over a number of years. Gary, welcome to the back room of politics. Thank you, Jerry. What's, I've never uh, been in the back room. I've always been in the front. <laughs> you, uh, no, that's not true. I know of your deep party connections and some of your uh, back room dealings from the past. Uh, on the other side of the house, I might say. Yes, that's right. Tell us roughly what your concern is here. Or perhaps maybe it'd be better for you to outline what the structure proposed is. Yeah, right. So the proposed structure, um, the, the uh, government departments have been working on this for years before Hawke's Bay. And so in the time when you were in... Just explain Hawke's Bay. So right, we'll talk about Hawke's Bay. Okay, we'll, we'll come back to that. Yep. Um, and, and so internal affairs and I suspect Infrastructure New Zealand and Water NZ were all looking at, hey, we need to uh, look at the way council run their infrastructure. And then along came Hawke's Bay, where Havelock North had a major poisoning of the local community. Thousands of people, four people died, thousands of people got sick. And what it was is that one of the key points of collecting the water, the drinking water, it had sheep grazing over the top of it. That was a failure by that local authority to have their infrastructure properly protected, and it was a failure of the Ministry of Health who was supposed to monitor it. So on the back of that, that gave an opportunity for everyone to sort of move into a higher gear. One of the things we've got to be very careful of, and and I haven't been the mayor for 14 years now, but local government's always got to be careful of, is huge pressure to keep the rates low. But the first thing that's often cut out is what people can't see under the ground. So infrastructure hits the cutting table first, and that's happened in many parts of New Zealand. So so what the government's proposing is to actually have a higher standard for water and having a water authority. I don't know anybody that disagrees with that. So the other thing that nobody disagrees with is everyone in New Zealand should have access to good, high-quality water. But what they've then done is they've said, now, what we need is to have four authorities around New Zealand that control water. I was um, uh, in. I was mayor of Christchurch when the um, uh, 2002 local government act was written, and we seconded Mike Richardson, our city manager, to actually uh, go to Wellington to make sure that the Department of Internal Affairs, which has always been weak on their connections to local government, that it was writing a local government act that would work. 
And one part we were we were uh, we'd been beaten up. You know, you remember us being called the People's Republic of Christchurch. No, um, I, I remember calling you the People's Republic. Absolutely, of and we wore it with pride. It was like a badge, <laughs> Jerry. Anyway, um, we we'd had lots of takeover bids for our assets and uh, by the business round table. And what we were wanting to do is to make sure that water wasn't privatised as part of the pressure that was on um, government in those days. And so um, Section 130 of the Act protects water. And if the government makes a step to remove Section 130 of the Act, which is a possibility, then what they are doing is when these four agencies if these four agencies are set up... So we should just... Can we break it there, Gary? So I don't think for people who are not familiar with this, recognize or realise that the proposal after the long history that you outlined is that the whole country be divided into four water authorities yep. uh, with all of the water assets inside those local authorities. So yep. that's the three waters, uh, wastewater, sewerage and, and uh, freshwater, uh, all put into uh, those four authorities. Correct. Right. So we'll take it from there. And and if you wanted to use an example, Christchurch City Council's got $6.9 billion worth of assets in that area. Uh, it has $1.1 billion worth of debt. That would all be taken off the local authority and put into this new authority, and we would be handed in Christchurch $122 million and lose the control of those assets. Now, one of the beauties of, like, if you've got a problem in your street... Can you just stop you there? Because if you, some people listening to that will say, hang on, well, that's, uh, that may not be such a bad thing because someone's going to be looking at, uh, you know, really high-quality protection of, of the water quality, et cetera. But what it uh, uh, denies is that we'll still be paying and we don't know what we're paying. But what we will be paying will be part of the asset or, or the cost of providing that service spread across the entire region. So for the whole of the South Island, uh, right up into the lower North Island. The, um, I'll, I'll come back to one part of it first, uh, a second, but, um, the, the treasurer and I think it's Dunedin has at the Dunedin City Council says Christchurch is funding the South Island. And that's, that's reality. Now, it's so complex, it's hard to sort of remember which bit to put first. But the government said, we'll give you a $2.5 billion package to help you decide, okay? $500 million's come from taxes. $2 billion has come from, will come from borrowing, which has to be serviced, from the assets that have been handed over to this new authority. Now, they're now discovering all sorts of complications with that, though, because the lenders of the, like Christchurch's $1 billion, they won't be wanting it to go over to another authority, and, and well, Kaipara has has discovered that. And, and so they're saying, hey, um, you guys, you've got this wrong. And that's probably, if I could put my accountant's hat on, that's one of my biggest worries, that I actually think there's been a lot of pressure to do it quickly. A lot of the numbers are calculated in different ways, and so you've got apples and pears all put together. And you will know this from the rebuilding uh, of the earthquake. What what Skirt found is that what was recorded one way in in the city was recorded another way across the same city as different councils had amalgamated. 
And so I'm not convinced that we are talking apples and apples right throughout New Zealand with the numbers. So the numbers kept creeping up, you know, so it's a 120 billion deficit and it's a hundred, could be 185 billion. So that's the number that's quoted. I don't believe any of it. And I also don't trust the big accounting firms that are brought in to actually advise governments, they only say what the, their customer or their client wants them to say. I'm dead suspicious of all that. One, so, of, the, one of the concerns I, I have about uh, that would confirm that is that uh, we've recently asked uh, the Department of Internal Affairs what were the range of options that were considered uh, as being a, a, a solution to the problem that you have decided exists and uh, what were those options put before the government. It comes down to uh, just a simple point that there, were, there weren't any others. This has just been something that's been developed over a period of time. Uh, came out of a uh, someone having a bright idea that we should follow the Scottish model. Um, <laughs> Scotland's, of course, a lot smaller than the whole of New Zealand. But um, well, that came out of a tour that Infrastructure New Zealand did, right, to Scotland, right. And so, if you read the report, because I know the guy that wrote the report, he's a good bugger, and in fact, he's just on the um, Tauranga Council now as a, a ministerial appointee. And running that council. His report to Infrastructure New Zealand reads like what we are actually talking about. Right. And so that's that's where it came from. What what um what worries me is things have got round the wrong way. So the government it's reforming resource management, it's reforming this, that and the other thing. After a while it said, Oh, hang on a minute, we better have a look at local government. And so it's doing and it's got a good panel. I, I you know, like Jim Palmer from uh, Waimakariri, mm. he's chairing it. And yeah. so he's Good, good public servant and, and really knows his stuff. He's a good fellow. And it's got people like Penny Hulse, who was the Deputy Mayor of Waitakere and I think Deputy Mayor of Auckland. And she she's a yeah. very sensible woman. And so good people like that are, are there. They should actually be raising what the issues are to be looked at one after the other. And then, and you know, reform, the best reform's owned by a lot of people. The best reform is owned by people that say, that's what we should be doing. And it's an iterative process, not a ram it down people's throat. It's a bit like, you know, if you if you got a if your dog's crop and you try and chuck a pill down its throat, all it'll do is spit it out. But if you tie it onto a piece of meat, it'll it'll take the take the goods. And that's what we have to do. We actually have to put the piece of meat that everybody's prepared to eat. So just um getting a, a degree of clarity around here. No one disagrees that we should have a common water standard across the country. Correct. And that uh, fresh, reliable, clean drinking water is an absolute right for anyone who turns on a tap in this country. Correct. And we should be able to rely on that. Correct. The, the next bit is we would all agree that establishing that authority, and, and certainly the National Party's supported that, yep. uh, is a good idea and mm. that, that process is well underway. But to take it from that and say, well, the only way that that body's uh, new role can be properly implemented is to say, right, we'll grab up all of the water assets from all over the country, divide them into these four for um, uh, companies, uh, effectively companies, and say, uh, right, that's it from now on. And rather than us paying uh, a portion of our rates as 
for water services, uh, we'll now get a separate line item, just like we do with the regional council, saying this is your water bill. In the case of um, Westland, the mayor over there, uh, Bruce Smith, mm-hmm. yeah, good guy, uh, he's calculated that his ratepayers' costs, to, which are now about four hundred per household, four hundred dollars per household, could go as high as sixteen hundred dollars per household. Now, you know, we already, you know, despite your view that we might should pay more rates, some of us here in the city pay quite big rates. And I you can shift over my side of the town, Jerry. They're cheaper. Well, what a flash home you've got! I can't believe it. I know. How do you do? You mow your own tennis court? <laughs> anyway, the thing is, the thing is, there are a lot of people who live on very fixed incomes who, who just cannot afford this no. sort of constant escalation, and they're probably the lowest users of water as it happens. Mm. But the other thing is, if we if we look at what do we have as natural resource in this country, one of the things that we have uh, in Canterbury here is a pretty good water supply, and mm. we should be able to all uh, enjoy that without too much mm. uh, additive or, or anything else to it. Mm. So. Uh, I think also if you look at the, the way the infrastructure is being developed here, particularly post-earthquakes, Christchurch ratepayers paid a big, big, big chunk of that, massive mm. chunk. Mm. Uh, and you're right, it, you know, we, what did we go down from? Originally it was 15 boroughs or something way back in Canterbury. Uh, Christchurch got down to, I think, five, was it, that amalgamated? Oh, no, um, no, no, no. Um, Christchurch was 50-something councils, like where you are in there was Finn Dalton Council. Oh, way back, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. so over the years, so it's sort of consolidated yeah. and consolidated. Right. So it was like um Banks Peninsula was the late last one. Right. And and, and we, we So of course you're gonna have different standards and that but, oh, yeah. but over time and and that takes years and years and years. That's right. That, like it's not unusual for I can remember um in my time at the council, um, we got the new pipes into Sumner, and the Sumner council had got become part of Christchurch City in the 1950s. Yeah, okay, right. You know, so these yeah. things are big, long, they're expensive, you know. Um, but do you think about, or anyone listening can think about what that would be like across the whole of the country? Uh, so it's the standard for the water that comes out of your tap that's got to be the focus. Correct. And I think the um, problem here is the, the the reform that they're looking for uh, is just a little bit too far, in my view. Mm. There is a question, um, and I don't know what your views are on this, about local government reform. Now, we've, we've as a political party, made some comment about that in so much as we think there is a, a little bit of a disconnect between uh, some of what is put on local government uh, and uh, by central government and expect to be paid for by local government but not chosen by local government. Correct. And, and that, that, that's happened a lot, Jerry, and it doesn't matter which party's in power, that's, that, you know, that's, the, that's the trophy you receive. So parliament makes a decision, local government wears it. And so um, there are all sorts of things like um, um, GST is a tax on a tax. So we we, and local government have to pay GST on a tax which so that's what I say the the first part of the first part of the process is to look at local government local government's been saying for 40 years we've got to do something about finance and a lot of the often what happens is that um, it's driven by the uh, credit rating agencies who who drive it like I can remember I became the mayor and um, Standard and Poor's decided a Labour mayor wasn't a good idea and so they would they wrote to us and said we're going to drop your credit rating 
So um, three chartered accountants, myself, John Gray and Bob Lynham, all from the council, flew to Melbourne for the day. We met with two young men who'd probably just learnt how to shave and they had this formulaic approach where we had to, um, they said, but there's a lines company in South America that lost money. And we're going... How the hell did they lose money? And at the end of the day, we went away. Three accountants had taken their their young economists' minds apart. And they not only did they affirm our credit rating, but raised it three months later. Now, what we're hearing is that Standard & Poor's, for instance, have been interfering with some of this process as well. Now, you've got as much chance of finding that out as much more than I have. Um, But what we need to do is, and and so one of of the things when when you're getting a, when you've got something major and people are spread over 67 different authorities, um, you've got to get people talking to each other. So so we decided, um, the little Tuesday club we run in town, so we decided we'd have a public meeting. Well, that's a harbour of insurrection. Harbour of insurrection. Two 70-year-olds run it. Jerry, yeah. you, you keep yeah. trying it, we might join you. You're grumpy old man with beards, Carol. That's right. No, 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 it's a woman <laughs> and, and she doesn't have a beard. So, um, <laughs> My apologies. So, <laughs> so, so um, we, we contacted a woman that comes to the um, Tuesday club, um, used to flat with the sister of a bloke that's chairman of the infrastructure committee in um, in Dunedin, Jim O'Malley, who actually went to St. Bede's. I rang him and I said, look, where are you guys at? And he, I got the sort of half-hour diatribe on where they were at. He said, there's a really good joker in Invercargill. So I rang him, Ian Pottinger, and then Pauline Cotter uh, here in Christchurch, who chairs the infrastructure committee, and we contacted Dan Gordon in Waimakariri and we said, why don't we have a public meeting? Uh, and then COVID came. So we had it on Skype, on, on Zoom, and we had 126, 126 people. And we had all sorts of variety of, of opinions and all that it was terrific. And so I went back to, to these um, people and I said, why don't we try and contact people around New Zealand? So we've had a range of conversations by Zoom, including with Bruce over in South Westland. But you're doing what DIA should have been doing. Oh, bloody oath. And they should have taken quite a reasonable period of time over it. Absolutely. Because what I think they've done is raced to a model. They've written the model and they've tried to back it into the sol- as a solution. Exactly. And that's yep. the problem. Yep. And uh, I think uh, people should be very concerned about it because oh, it's, um, it, it, it will lead to higher costs. The other thing is as soon as you start saying – Oh well, look. There's a 185 billion dollar deficit in the deficit. In other words, over the next 30 years, we have to spend 185 billion dollars. You, your statement at the start, you're sceptical of that. I would be too, mm. absolutely, mm. Um, because there'll be some clever um, formula that's been used to to get. I don't know whether they're using an optimal deprival value or some other formula like that. Whatever it is, um, it's it's not but, easily done. But and yeah. I'll tell you something else. Well, just sorry to interrupt you, but I put it to them, the, the DIA, the other day when we were talking to them about this. The, the model for uh, financing it looks awful, awfully a lot like it could be like uh, lines companies. 
Uh, so you're charging for the infrastructure, et cetera. Um, if, if, if anyone looks at um, the history of that over the last years, and I had a lot to do with it as a minister for a number of years, it's incredibly complex mm. because of that very issue you raised before, the quality of the infrastructure in different places. Mm. And it's just hard very hard to apply a single charging mechanism that uh, creates the equity that you might in a utopian world want. But what we've got to do in the meantime is create an environment where people can access the money. And I'll come back to... Can uh, I just just say say one thing to respond to that? One of the guys that I I have a lot of time for um, who's a really good engineer is Rod Cameron, who was in Skirt. Right. Yeah. And Rod was Rod's one of my advisors because whenever you're doing something like this, I'm not an engineer. Yeah. Skirt, by the way, was the um, body set up to repair the infrastructure, the underground infrastructure. In other words, three waters uh, in Canterbury after the earthquakes. And they were bloody good. What they did is they created a how to collect the data. So you again, it's apples and pears. You know, you you've got to have apples and apples all comparing and. Rod has got huge suspicion that what we're talking about in Christchurch is precisely what they talk about in Kaikoura or or um, Northland or whatever. So, so basically, what we've what we've tried to do, and look, it's no more. I totally agree. I used to work for Internal Affairs in a program that was started by Rob Muldoon. All we've done is we've just got people to talk to each other. So Cheryl Mai, the mayor of Fungarei has had a review done of the of the financial model with with a different set of engineers. Of course, you know what professionals are like. You know, if one says black, the other says white. Well, that's what they're like. But um, and so and we we talked to the mayor of Hastings, who's a really good woman and whose chief executive used to be head of Department of Labour, and um, they they have spent the last so they they they've they've financed their. Long to in their long term plan, the reconstruction of their water and their infrastructure, so they pay a lot of attention to it. But they've been working with all the councils of Hawke's Bay, and this could be one of the possible models we look at. They've developed a regional model and they've developed it with their iwi, and they've got a number of iwi there. So that the iwi are concerned about the quality of water in the rivers and so forth. And, and the councils have developed a, a, um, a model that I think we need to look at. And so we then, like John Carter's been on the, on the um, calls from um, Northland. He's on the Council of Local Government New Zealand. He brought two other councillors in last week um, talking, talking to us, uh, Wayne Guppy and, and the Hutton, I can't remember the other one, uh, from Waitaki. Um, so we basically all we're doing is we're saying, actually, let's, and, and I'm uh, going to the Christchurch City Council on Monday and I'm making a submission saying, you know, you guys, they've got a very good report that, they, that they've got there. Um, you guys need to actually say you've got to be very clear about, you know, asset protection. Um, that, that Look, I have to say, Jerry, as an accountant, that I don't believe, I, I believe next year's budget, the year after I've got a bit of a discount factor on it, by five years' time, I've got a really big discount factor on how f- how accurate the numbers are. A 30-year budget that they're talking about has got to be, it's got to live somewhere in la-la land. 
to just explain that uh, that term discount in this sense doesn't mean uh, a gain to the consumer. It's exactly the opposite. I'm, I'm discount, so discounting their, their projections. I'm, I'm, I'm saying by the time that 30-year um, number is being looked at, I would have about a 98% discount rate on it. So I'd say 2% of it might be accurate. Yes, that, better way to put it, I think, yeah. you understand yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So, sorry, I, I carried on there. You were going to ask me. No, something no. I was, I was going to say that the the let's just say okay, it's going to be some massive number of billions to uh, oh, will be. get everything up to step. No one's going to argue about that. The, the the question becomes: How do you fund it? What's the speed of it? What's the the uh, pipeline for all yep. that being done? Um, I can't help thinking that it is better done in smaller uh, chunks. Yep. If you've got uh, just four companies running across the country, the, the squeakiest wheel is going to get. The, uh, and where will uh, that treatment. squeaky wheel be? Well, we all know where the squeaky wheel is. Correct. But um, we don't want to, they're having a hard time up there at the moment, so we just leave them alone. But hey, listen, we had a harder time longer than they did. So well, that's, that's, that's very true. But, um, <laughs> you know, we're a bit more tough. Yes, that's, right. Um, that's right. Can have, I just go to one, one, one thing yeah. though you raised there? This has put the heebie jeebies up local government. And a lot of the people that deny that, that you should put money in, I can remember hearing councillors go, I'm not interested in anything that's below the ground. You know, I've heard them say that yeah, in my yeah, time. Yeah. And I don't know of anybody who's actually gone and added up how much local government's got, you know, how we have to have a 10-year mm. long-term plan, yeah. how much they've got on their long-term plan. Of this already? Already. Yeah, very interesting. That would be a very interesting number to get, bearing in mind what I just said about how long, how far out the accuracy is. But so, some things can be moved around. Yeah, and so if there's pace on it, um, financing is always a problem. So you've got local government financing uh, organisation now, which... Uh, works reasonably well. Mm. Um, but you, you'd have to ask the question, how much would uh, rates, the, the proportion of rates paid in GST uh, finance uh, infrastructure? would <laughs> be a very good question. It'd be a massive figure, wouldn't it? Oh, it would be. Across the country oh, on an annual basis. Huge. Um, Hundreds of millions of dollars collected in Christchurch here. You get 15% on that. That's, yeah, so that's it's, a good it's, sum. We won't speculate how big it could be, but it's going to be, as you say, hundreds of millions of dollars. Now, if that were, if, if a government was creative, I think they'd say, well, here are some obligations. So you create that through the um, uh, the agency that we all agree, the, the water standards body. Ask for local bodies to put up some plans, put a price on and a, on that plan, and then look how you'd fund it out of that GST component. Now, Grant Robertson would roll over and choke at, at hearing this. because So Bill English would have too, but that's their role. Because they're all like that. Yes, they, they, right. they listen to Treasury. And yes. Everyone should know what a hugely high opinion I have of Treasury. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that is particularly with, the, with some of the Christchurch dealings. But the point is that's revenue foregone. Mm. So w- w- what are you saying? Well, we're, inevitably they're saying there's going to be some share coming from government. Well, why not make it as formulaic as that? Well, nice the other, easy, straightforward. The, the other thing is, uh, you know, we've talked about um, Kaipara, you know, that they've put their assets in, in order. So they just uh, background, they had a, a terrible problem um, in the sort of uh, mid-2000, early 2000s, so 2005, 2009 or so, where uh, they massively overspent on uh, some essentially water infrastructure, sewage infrastructure, and then had no capacity to handle the debt. Uh, an arrangement was put together that uh, a lot of other councils have, have bought into, which was the local government financing authority or mm. whatever it's called. Uh, and Kuiper have now got the 
themselves into a tidy position where well, not that tidy. They owe fifty billion million dollars for on their their uh, outstanding debt on that, and they're about to have all that asset taken off them, but then still be stuck with the debt. Mm. So if 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 you look at you know like as a country we've got you know one, one of the things the loss of the Ministry of Works was that national planning ability to plan nationally, which we can with transport with NZTA. We almost need that equivalent again. Where are the places that have got infrastructure in bad nick? Where are the places where people don't have water to their door? You know, where are the little places that are struggling and how can the big ones help? And so like Dan Gordon uh, on our Zoom was talking about his commitment to Hurunui. Yeah, so he's mayor of Waimakariri. Uh, yeah, yep. and also Kaikara and Hiranui. But in fact, um, the mayor, the uh, chair of Dunedin Infrastructure Committee, uh, Jim O'Malley, was saying to Bruce Smith last week, "What what would happen if we had a good, powerful Canterbury model?" that when you needed certain skills, you could buy them off that Canterbury model so we could collaborate so this part of the island is looking after each other. He said, I'd be a starter for that. Because as a country and as a world, we've actually got to start looking at our infrastructure with global warming. So if you look at sea level rise, where's our, you know, sewage ponds and all that? And should we have a set, should we have a single sewage pond as a city now, or should we have a number? And all those discussions are national. And those national things need to be alongside this water authority. See what I mean? But they're delivered via local vehicles so that you've got a national standard and local delivery. I'll tell you what, I agree on the the, uh, the national standard. I agree on the local delivery. But I do think it should be up to local authorities to come up with those cooperative decisions they might make. Mm. One thing I'll say, um, and it was in your time, the urban development strategy mm. that was worked on between Waimakariri, Selwyn and Christchurch was the saviour for so many people's opportunities after the earthquakes. Do you know how that happened? What happened? I'll tell you because this is this is precisely what I'm doing now. The regional council decided that they would write a plan for the region, and so I said, and so all the mayors had signed it, and it came to me, and I wouldn't sign it. So you know how popular you are when you make that sort of call. So I went to the mayoral forum, and I said, this will fail because sometime in the future, I know he can, and I always disagreed, often disagreed with them. I know they will come up with things that none of us really want. So we have to write the plan together. And that's what we did. That became the urban development strategy because I just read a book called The The Regional City and and they'd done this in America where you don't just look at, it's, you know, like our boundaries like Waimakariri and Selwyn and Christchurch and Hurunui and whatever, they're pretty artificial because somebody living in Hurunui who works in Christchurch or, or Rangiora, they don't care which council they're crossing, they just want a road to work or they want a bus to get to work or they want water to, you know, so yeah, yeah. When, so we all plan together and that's where the urban development strategy came from. Well, it was a, a great document mm. uh, and after the earthquakes we were able to pull it out of the environment court, essentially consented most of it uh, and it, it just gave that clarity about where to go, what mm. to do. 
and I think um, that's what's kind of needed here, big time. Well, in fact, if you if you apply that same test of regional, which is what you talked about before, regional commitment to each other, that's a hell of a lot better than at the moment what's proposed in Te Waiponamu in the South Island is 21 authorities all soaked up into one. That won't work. And so I, I, I had the, one of the old mayors of um, Ashburton rang me last week, 86-year-old uh, Murray Anderson, and he said to me, I want you to get involved in the three waters. And I said, Murray, I'm drowning it. <laughs> and, and he said, we've got to plan together. We've got to do these things together. And that's what I'm advocating. Well, Gary, I think that might be a good place to leave it. Um, I thought we might have ended up having one or two uh, uh, philosophical scraps here. It's, it's disappointing, quite, isn't it? It's worrying, actually. Yeah, I know. But, uh, Which of us has gone soft? I reckon well, it's you. It's, no, it's you. No, it's <laughs> definitely you. <laughs> no, 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 no. You've come right around to my way of thinking. It's fantastic. <laughs> um, but, uh, look, uh, thanks for being here in mm. the backroom mm. politics. These are the sort of things that should mm. be taking place uh, among uh, politicians, both central and local, yes. uh, on such a thing as this, because this is not uh, for tomorrow. It's not for next week. It's for the next century or more. And so we need to get it right. Well, in fact, I could finish by talking about um, the, my young friend, uh, Abbas Nazari, who came here on the temper. And he's just written a fantastic book called Beyond the, or After the Temper or something. And his, in the forward, he says, This is for my thanks to my mum and dad for giving up their todays for my tomorrow. Wonderful statement. We should end it there. So, Gary, thanks very much. Um, uh, all the best it. with the Tuesday Club. Um, they're they're an interesting group. I'm surprised how much publicity you get. Actually, just uh, uh, what do you actually talk much there, or just to quite have a few quiet beers? <laughs> well, thanks. as the owner of a pub, I do encourage people to drink responsibly. Responsibly. Thanks, Gary. Thanks, Gary. Enjoy your weekend. We'll see thanks. you later.